you fired it first shot! Oh, I like that. Oh, I like that. Welcome to the Superbook Sports Podcast. 180! Hosted by career Las Vegas odds makers Jay Cornegay and John Murray. Featuring comedian Brant Tobler. The best way to ignore the noise is to be the noise. A production of GreenRollMedia.com. The world's premier sports betting podcast network. Rooted in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. Mahomes has to get rid of the ball. Finds Kelsey. And presented by the world-famous Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com to get in the action with better odds, favorable prices, and an expansive betting menu. Now live in Nevada, Colorado, and New Jersey. Sign up today at Superbook.com. Superbook.com. You've waited all week, and kickoff is here. Here we go! Let's jump behind the counter at the Superbook with Jay Cornegay and John Murray to grab the edge that you need ahead of this weekend's NFL action. That's what makes the NFL the NFL. You don't know any given Sunday. Here's your MC, Brant Tobler. Here we go again. It's another week, and it's time for the Superbook Sports Podcast. The line starts here. As always, I'm your host, Brant Tobler. And this week, I'm joined by John Murray and a special guest, Rex Byers. Jay Cornegay is doing important stuff. What is, John, what is Jay doing? Is, is he doing something important or are you just on vacation? I mean, define important. I, I, would, <laughs> I, would, uh, I would say going to the Vegas Golden Knights New York Rangers game at Madison Square Garden with his lovely wife, Pam, is extremely important. Uh, yeah, wow. I, I would say that sounds great. A well-deserved yeah. vacation. They, they encourage us to use our vacation days this time of year. Uh, there's there's always a lull between Thanksgiving and New Year's. All right. Where are you going? Uh, I'm going to Virginia for Christmas, uh, but I'm only going for three days. I'm not as important as Jay, so I don't like <laughs> – like he can go away for a week. I can go away for like three days. That's how and it works. I'm also less important than both of them. Therefore, <laughs> I'm taking no time off and going right. nowhere for Christmas. Rex, is not, a, Rex is not allowed to take <laughs> days off. Yeah, Correct. He's not yeah, – yeah. Establish this time of year. Someone's got to be there, and uh, that's me. All right. Well, Rex, you're the guy in the book, and you're the guy for us. We're glad to have you. Uh, Thanks for sitting in for Jay. Um, Let's check. uh, You know what? I want to start with actually last night's game. That was an incredible game to watch. Uh, How was it for the book, John? Was it good for you guys or – no, it, it wasn't. It wasn't good, and we were we were a little salty about uh, losing another one of these games in overtime. Where that's the third time this season we've had a really high handle NFL game with a point spread three or more, and this the spread got decided in overtime. We had all this money on Kansas City minus three. They went by six in overtime last Sunday. We had all that money on Tampa minus three. They went by six in overtime. And the biggest one was early in the season when uh, Dallas covered at New England with a touchdown in overtime. So can't seem to catch a break in overtime this year. Yeah, overtime is usually good for the dog, but not this year. Rex, I was thinking about you guys last week when I was sitting in the book cashing all my tickets. Looked like uh, the book was rocking, and I assume that's because a bunch of the favorites covered last week. Was it a tough week for you guys? Yeah, you know, we got beat up a little bit, but to be honest, I thought we, given the the results and the way the games played out, it really wasn't that bad for us. I know a lot of people that I've talked to, and I'm friendly with some folks in town, just like John is, sort of, you know, kind of like cried on each other's shoulder, had to go, you know, how how bad was it? And and I think that like like based based on you know, if you want to 
use the archaic hold percentage as a, as a metric, I would say we probably held our own better than probably anybody in town that, that I'm aware of. I thought it was, we, we did as good as we could based on circumstances. But yes, anytime the Superbook is raucous and rowdy and loud for hours on end and people don't have their voice for the night game, that's usually a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, yeah. With, I, I don't like it when the crowd is having fun, Rex. Yeah, there's too much know? fun. Yeah, yeah. When I, when I hear like, a little bit of fun. Right. When I hear laughter and cheers, I'll, I'll, I'll walk out there and do a lap and kind of glare at some Tra- people. Ch- like, no, ch- change is... the mojo up. Yeah, you got to change yeah. the juju. It's much better when you hear voice. one little group of people that are happy. That's that, – that's... Yeah. <laughs> Right. Yeah, it was, that's much better. It, it was a party last weekend. Uh, well, you know what? Let me just touch on that real quick. So, like, you guys did okay, but then some of the other books – did bad why do you think that is are they just not i mean i think you guys are obviously well, we, the sharpest but are they lazy on their lines or no, what no, no, would... no. we had rex can probably elaborate even more than i can on that brand but the main thing is we had one of our bigger house players had a really bad sunday and and that that can that can save you a lot and then we got let's be honest rex we got very lucky on that baltimore cleveland game correct uh we you know we had no that. business that was a big swing for us we had no business winning that game we did we had a house player dump a bunch of money on basketball, college and professional basketball, and he made a big NFL bet that lost. And if, yeah, we lost on Sunday, but sure, we, we should have lost more than we did. I think that's fair to say. The, the, not only that, and I'll go on top of the Baltimore Cleveland game, how that got there. I mean, I, I had a Baltimore bet myself, and I had already ripped it up. And I'm in the business of not counting winners as losers and vice versa for myself or the house. And I mean, I've done this long enough to think I would get it by now, especially in that soap opera that we call the NFL. To be able to win that one was borderline miraculous. And I'll say not only us, but everybody probably was spared uh, because that was one that, you know, you, you count everything else that happened and then throw that as another favorite that gets the money on top of it and wins. Mm-hmm. You know, it just it turns into – I would have said – I'll go ahead and say it, it would have been the worst Sunday probably ever in the NFL uh, for you, a lot of people. Maybe not for right. us, but – Did you literally have a physical ticket that you ripped up? Or is <laughs> that no a physical rip. That is a right. metaphorical okay. – You said ripped up. You well, said, I had I had, I had right. a ticket that I have generally ripped up <laughs> sometime. Ripped up. Let's say late second quarter, after halftime, maybe early to mid third quarter, it was already. I maybe try to patch it back together and ripped it again. That's how little our chances right. were getting the money in. That's that game. a big distinction. Uh, I, I think the other thing too is that this was week fourteen. We're talking about the handle numbers in week fourteen from the public is nowhere near what it is in weeks one, weeks two, weeks three. If we had had a results like that, ten favorites covering on this. The first Sunday of, of the regular season, we would have got blasted way worse yeah. than we did uh, this past Sunday. So really considering the results, it wasn't too bad. Hmm. Well, you know, that, that brings me to another question because you told me when I was uh, hanging out with you, John, that, that Army-Navy had the highest handle of any college football game this season. Is that yeah. just obviously because it was the only game of the day or does it always get that much action? Well, we had a great Saturday, too. So that, that helped soften the blow of what happened on Sunday. We had our, our, high, our highest handle college football game of the year. We had all this money on Army. We had tons of money on the total. I don't think I've ever seen a regular season incredible. college football game with that much handle. On a total, we had a, we had a guy bet 50000 on the under last Friday morning while Jay and I were recording the show with you, and we didn't even move the number because we had so much money to the over, we didn't even need to. A very extremely high handle game, and then – I thought Rex and the guys did a very good job of booking the UFC event last Saturday night. We did well in the UFC too. So Saturday was great and really helped us sustain what happened on Sunday. That's great. Uh, well, you know what? Before I want to get into these NFL games, but Rex, I'll ask you about this. Like, 
What are the rules with COVID? Is there anything the betters need to know about these? Is there any COVID rules or anything I should know before placing bets this week? I think it's important to know, and John can elaborate more on our rules, but as, as a better in general, no matter where you go, it's, it's very important to know what the house rules are. I mean, and, and they vary from property to property, but, you know, obviously you're going to, you know, it's, and, it, and it affects the futures markets too. I mean, there, there's a, any bet that you have on any team with what's going on now, you know, it's, and then there are positives and negatives to betting early. You're going to try to get the best of the number. And you, you if you know which way the line's going to move, you want to, you know, get out in front of it. But now it's almost to the point where the injury stuff takes precedence over getting the number early in the week, which we'll elaborate on a little bit later when we start talking about some of the games. But I think John's better at explaining more of how we operate with in that, in that, parameter than atmosphere thank you rex thank you <laughs> i agree john yes john my motto is always bet early bet often don't get shut out but i should maybe change that with these covid maybe wait till the end and, and figure out Man, what it's I... tough it's tough right now we had a you know we had a very sharp account in uh, new jersey early in the week bet cleveland minus three and uh, right now i think we're at raiders minus four because the entire browns team apparently has covid so it's it, this is a very tricky week. It's been a very tricky week for the betters. It's been a very tricky week for Rex and the guys in our risk team uh, monitoring all this. But yeah, I mean, I think the best thing you can do is know the rules uh, of where you're betting, see what their rules are on postponements, their rules are on cancellations. And if you don't know, you should ask somebody. You shouldn't just assume you know the answer. That's that'd be silly. So really, really check on what the rules are. Every property or every shop is a little different, and it's up to you. It's your responsibility. Personal accountability, Brant. We don't really have any of that <laughs> left in society. So if you make a bet, it's up to you to know the rules of your bet. And if you don't know, just ask, ask. somebody and find out. Yeah. Oh, I hate that. I, I, I prefer to just do whatever I want. And then if it doesn't go, I was going to blame you, blame but I guess you're right. That's what most people do nowadays is, they don't even bother to look into anything, and then when things go go south on them, they just point the finger at everyone but themselves, even though it's all their own fault. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to do better. That's my New Year's resolution for uh, 2022. Good. Good. Um, all right. Let's get into these I'm talking about games. you. This is directed at you, Brent. I hope that's clear. Yeah, no. It, 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 everyone in my life appreciates everything you just said. <laughs> it was for me. Um, yes. All right. Let's get into these games. we got Saturday games this weekend, which is awesome. Um well, let's start with the big game, actually. This is the game I'm actually the most interested in this week because I think it's it's going to be – hopefully it's going to be a good game, and that's the New England Patriots, everybody's favorite team all of a sudden against these hard-knock Colts. Colts look like they're two total of 45-and-a-half. John, I'll start with you. Is this a game – are we going to – is this going to live up to the hype? And I, I think everyone's on these Patriots, but it makes me want to go to the Colts. It was a great game. You know, the, the Colts have been a team that sharp guys have been betting on for weeks. We've been seeing that going back to early in the season. Indianapolis getting sharp money almost every week. This week is no different. We opened this game at Pickham on Sunday, last Sunday evening, and quickly got bet up to Indianapolis minus two. We got as high as two and a half. We, we pushed it back down to two. The public, not surprisingly, is on New England. I think they've covered like seven consecutive games, Rex, so I, we can't yeah. be too surprised that the public is on the Patriots. It looks like we're going to need the Colts, but a very good handle game. Great game. Uh, great game on Saturday. You know, it's, it's the best. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, I was just say, Rex, I, I mean, I'm curious your thoughts because I, I do a lot of future bets, and, and these Patriots, I, I really wrote them off before the season, and, and they just keep coming, but 
I mean, I don't a rookie quarterback is this is this rookie quarterback of this team good enough to really go maybe I'll win an AFC championship, get to the Super Bowl? I don't I don't think so. Um and I'm not writing them off. But you're 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 talking about future bets. If you really want to get right down to the nuts and bolts, I mean, this is the time. If you want to try the Colts, you're, you're not going to get a better price on them than you are now. We're Superbook currently 30-1 to 1 to win the Super Bowl, 15-1 to 1 to win the AFC. And I, I don't see a problem with that bet, especially if they can find a way to win this week. They're not going to get a buy. And any, all you do is get in, really. Anything two through seven, just a mad scrum in the AFC, and really for the other side, for that matter. But you know, this is a game where it looks like Ed just went back to two and a half on the Colts. So, you know, it's, it's – uh, it, the thing about this, and I, I was doing some more work. I watched a little tape on the Patriots, and I, I was strict. I was looking at their schedule. I'm going, you know what? The Patriots have played two offenses all year that have a competent quarterback and a, just a good offense. That's the Chargers and uh, the Cowboys, and they gave up a combined 90 points in those games. Every other team they played, you know, especially the last two, couple months when they've been winning all these games, either have a compromised quarterback, a bad quarterback, or they're playing against a bad team. Period. Or it, it, there's been weather. So any one of those other factors is applied. That neither one of those is going to apply this week. The Colts have a competent quarterback, obviously a competent offense, and the, and like John said, the wise guys love them and they do. This game will actually open uh, the, the 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 previous the, you know the first time opener we opened you know a week in advance. We had the Patriots two and a half, and I'm friends with a buddy of mine offshore that also books the stuff at open, and he opened the Colts pick, and he said, I think your line on the Patriots is crazy, and I said, I'm not working today, but I will relay the message to my superiors, and I agree with you. I think that the Colts have to be the favorite. And, of course, that's that's what we see at this sure. point. Rex, should we tell everybody, though, you are a shameless Indianapolis Colts homer. Oh. <laughs> you also make me a Giants homer. Like, if we had Ed Sammons on to talk about the Eagles, we would throw that opinion out the window, right? <laughs> if we had Jake Cornegay talking about the Broncos, we'd throw that out. So I think careful. shameless we gotta, would be – got a caution – Shameless would be would be as if I would say you have to bet this is not going to lose. I'm not saying that. I think it can lose. I'm saying there's value in the Colts' futures now much more than there – or even last week, before last week. But but now more than there would be going forward. If they do win this game, those prices will be probably sliced significantly, I think, next week. That's I think that's true. Thoughts. But I, I always feel that this time of year, you know, the, the, the Colts are going to have to win four games to win the Super Bowl. Usually – not always, Rex, but usually you'd make more money – by just rolling it over sure. on the money line all four weeks. That doesn't mean that happens every time. I think their power rate is high enough. That may not be the case. That's the thing. I think I have them as okay. one of the top six that's or seven fair. teams in the league, and that's close. And I just don't think the prices are gonna would be anything close on the money line with them. You know, go even going to say Kansas City, they're not gonna be catching more than a touchdown. So like I, I you know, it's sure. you know, maybe one outlier game, but sure. Well, like they were they they caught a touchdown in Buffalo about a month ago. We all know Clearly now that, that line was very wrong. Right. Halftime was worse. The halftime line was yeah. worse. <laughs> Let's give, give them ten more at halftime. Sure, they're rerunning the team off the field. Well, all right. Well, I, I, I'm with you guys. I like the Colts, and I always want to be on your side. So hopefully, this Patriots money. Hopefully, you guys need the Colts, and uh, we'll get a victory and and really I'm not, make this AFC exciting. And I'm not saying I like the Colts. I'm just saying that I can understand why the lines what it is. I'm not interested in betting the game myself personally. But we'll, you know, we'll right. look at the hell well, we have I, to. And John's right. We're going to need the Colts probably because. It's it's a pros versus Joe's game. It's we set up that way. He called it last week. He's very good at being able to identify that early in the process. We put the stuff up first on Sunday afternoons. All right. Well, I'm gonna need the Colts with you guys, and I'm gonna need a good game after watching this first game, which I don't even know what to call this first game. <laughs> no uh, technically, the Raiders are playing somebody from Ohio. I guess it's kind of the Browns. Looks like currently. Games four and thirty-eight. Uh, this is the game. I mean, this is probably a stay away game, but. 
I, I'm curious how how do you guys even book this game and and it, it, what what to even do with this game, John? Any is there maybe an advantage in this game? Is it a stay away game? What are your thoughts? Well, I'll, I'll let Rex elaborate because Rex was in the hot seat yesterday while a lot of this news is coming out, so he'll have a really really interesting and unique perspective on the game. But I I, I think it's um, a perfect example of how hard both betting and bookmaking has been during COVID. I mean, we don't even know. Like, we hear that so-and-so tests positive for COVID. We're not even sure if they can still submit a negative test and play anyway. So it's right. it's a real challenge. And, uh, you know, Rex, why don't you tell Brand a little bit about, like, how what you guys were doing yesterday yeah. and how you were dealing with everything as the news was breaking. And, I, and to answer your question first, Brand, as far as betting the game, I mean, a lot of times in this kind of situation, you know, this, this is what the advantage of having in, in play. We will be booking this game live tomorrow afternoon. So, you know, this is one of those things where if it's in Nevada, if you're able to, to sit down and watch a couple of drives or see how the game's kind of playing out, you sort of have a better idea. Or if not, get involved at halftime. But, in, but for pregame purposes, it's tough at this point because you know, this is a game we opened Cleveland 6.5 and, and 43.5, and right? Everything looks like it's on the up and up. That's supposed mm-hmm. to be the line. The Raiders have sort of let, let things get away. And, you know, it's easily easy to say that they're probably going to white flag it at this point. You know, it's, it wouldn't be surprising if they got run over. But is this version of the Browns in any situation to run over anybody? Uh, if, if they field the team that they are potentially able to field, like at the worst-case scenario – no, I mean, I don't know how they have a chance to win. I mean, the Raiders still have professional players that are so-called, quote, healthy and able to play. But yesterday, we, we get we get to an infliction point with the line sometimes because, you know, here I, I'm you know a lot of times Ed, Ed or Jeff are, have their feel for the NFL. They're there early in the week, and they're there when we put it up. They're both off on Thursdays. And so I look to, to Ed for guidance on stuff like this if I'm not sure. But I, a lot of times I have a pretty good feeling. John's told me he's confident in my ability to make the right decisions and move it to a number that we think is going to – draw the right action. And I think maybe we overshot this yesterday. The high point was at five and a half. And at that point, and the money line was like, you know, at that point we took, we, I think we had some two thirty one ninety, And at that point, all, all, every state, all three states, you got people lighting up your board, taking one ninety because it's probably a scout to other options that they had in the market, or they thought we overshot it. I can't speak for the betters, but I did know at that point, it's like, how much of this do we want to take before we go back from five and a half down to five and then four and a half and then the money line down to where they can take one eighty. You know, 170, and they, they were still taking 170. So it's clear that we probably went a little too high there, and the market settled back in. Now we're, we're at three and a half, actually, as we speak in 38. Uh, so somebody probably took some four from us in the process of this call. And, you know, I think it'll settle somewhere in that area if nothing else comes out. But guess what? We got 24 hours to kick off it, 25 hours. Something else is going to come out. So, you know, the line is what it is for now. But like a lot of these games, when, 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 a, when, a, when one of these things starts to, to catch on like fire, you know, you'll see you'll see a flood of money come in, and then you just got to figure out what you want to do with it and where you are with the money beforehand. Um, you know, to hopefully, you know, like I said, we're in a little bit of a spot here, but at the same time, we wrote some money also earlier in the week on the Browns from a, from a guy we respect that, that laid us three when Ed got super aggressive with it on Monday morning from like four and a half or five and a half down to three immediately and got some money. So you know, it's not like we're in a horrible spot here. I mean, it's it'll be fascinating to, to watch things play out from the time from now until the time that the ball's in the air. But this won't be the last time this happens this year if things stay status quo in the NFL. Yeah. Well, you know what I respect about you guys? At least you guys still continue to book it. So many of these coward books just take the game down and, and really don't want to do anything. So I love I, – and I like hearing the gamesmanship of the back and forth. And uh, we'll see what happens. I think I'm going to stay away, but I'm curious to see how it goes. Um, another game kind of moving. I think this is probably more due to a regular injury than a COVID one is uh, – Looks like Packers versus the Ravens. I want to talk about this game real quick. 
Packers are now just jumped from five and a half to six and a half. Well, I don't know if it just jumped, but the last time I checked, total coming down to 43 and a half. John, I got to assume that's uh, kind of a lean or, or maybe makes you think Lamar's not going to play on Sunday. The guy that bet us, uh, he laid Green Bay minus five and a half this morning. He usually has good injury information. He's usually on the right side of the injury information. So we're moved pretty aggressively. I wouldn't be surprised to see us go to seven at some point today, Rex, because based on that bet, my guess is that Lamar Jackson will not go in this game, and that's a big loss for Baltimore. Huntley just cannot be expected to. I know he bailed us out last Sunday. But we, 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 we can't we, we can't expect him to consistently move the football against Green Bay. And I don't know that there's anybody out there that could match Aaron Rodgers score for score right now. That, that, that's a tall task. Yeah, and, and this will be, you know, we get off the phone here and I'll be heading in in about an hour. And one of the first conversations I'm going to have is that, with that is, you know, what's, what's the holdup on going to seven here? You know, let's just get, get out of the way because I don't see any, any world that if the news stays as it is from now, until kickoff Sunday that the game doesn't close seven or higher. Yeah. Well, what's the game if he's healthy? Uh, we, we, our first number, what did we come up with last week that we thought well, he we, might play? We, when we did it on Sunday night, I think we opened it seven and a half thinking he wouldn't play. Correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I, I believe was the case that I think with him healthy, Green Bay would still be favored, but obviously not, uh, not, like, not like they are right now. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, it's any, I was. I think when I was talking about it, if he was in, I, we, we know what he's worth. He's been terrible the last month, month and a half when he's healthy. But you know, he's still a, miles better than the other guy. I think I, I was lobbying for four and a half. I was anything between four and a half and five and a half would, would have been where I would have started it. And I think you know that's kind of where it was, assuming that he was going to go. So you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and I don't know. I mean, you start giving a bunch of points away to these teams in these games with these totals this low. I mean, it's. It's tough. I mean, I feel like Baltimore have value if I knew the guy was going to play. But, you know, if he doesn't, it's like John said, I mean, I'm not counting on Brett Hundley to do anything, uh, you know, anything near uh, worth to the book what he did last weekend. Yeah. Green Bay <laughs> Green Bay is, like, white hot right now, too. You know, yeah. you got to keep that in mind. And one of the things when uh, last Sunday afternoon, myself, Rex, Ed, and, and Jeff Sherman got together to do these numbers we were talking about, we opened a few of the favorites on the higher side because the favorites are covering every game. And uh, we're getting tired of it. So we opened up some, some of the numbers a little higher. We know the money's coming in on Green Bay. Look at the time slot of that game. That's going to be the featured game in the afternoon because Sunday's schedule of NFL is so bad. That's the featured game. And the public is going to be all over Green Bay in that game. So you're not afraid to open it a little bit too high. Take some money on the dog because you're going to need that side when the game starts. Yeah. I mean, just as a better, I can't. You couldn't entice me to take Ravens. You'd have to get probably to 10 for me to even think about it just as a sucker that's watched Packers crush and, and cover most weeks. But all right, well, we'll see as always, I would, as we advise you, I'd wait till uh, close to post and get as much information as you can and win some money before we go into, we've uh, made a commitment on the show to talk about Sunday night and Monday night football. So we're going to continue to do that this week, even though these two games are pretty much garbage. Actually, I guess the Sunday night games, not as bad as the Monday night game. We'll get to that in a second. But Sunday night, we got to bet it because what else are we going to do? The Saints are at the Bucks. Bucks currently 11, total 46 and a half. John, this Bucks team, I feel like Bucks and, and Packers are both don't plan on losing another game the rest of the way. They're both trying to get this one seed and get all the way to the Super Bowl. Is this, I mean, 11's a lot in the NFL, no matter who's playing, but this Bucks team sure scores a lot. Is this a, a home? 
finish this MVP for Brady numbers night, or, what, or can the Saints hang in this game? You know, New Orleans is pretty solid on defense, and they're, they're starting to get some of their guys back offensively. Some guys that miss games with health issues are coming back. So that's why this number is a little lower. Than, I mean, some of the people in the room, I think, made it like 13, 13 and a half, uh, Rex, but we opened it a little bit lower thinking that New Orleans was getting healthy and thinking there might be some sharp money on the Saints in this game. Of course, the public will be all over the Buccaneers. And this yeah. has happened. These two teams, when they've played in the regular season, I'm not mistaken, the Saints have got the money every time, and they've won. I know they beat them twice last year. Um, and, and, you know, you, the X factor that got thrown in in the middle of this phone call is that the head coach for the Saints is not going to be there. With yeah. the, as oh, Edward wow. called. <laughs> so, you know, you, you're now you're 11 and a half. You're, sorry, you're 11 and 45 and a half the total. So I think maybe they, the, the market seems to think the offensive preparation is a little different for the Saints with him not there. But I, I kind of like John. The Saints defense is pretty solid and pretty stout. They'll keep him in it. And the, at this point, the Bucks aren't looking to do anything. They, the point spread doesn't matter to them. They're looking to get, get from – Spot A to spot B, win the game. You know, all they got to do is just stay healthy and win out, and they got the home field. They know this. Uh, it, there won't be any sort of, uh, you know, like Green Bay did to Chicago to kind of stay on the gas the other night to cover a big number. I don't see the Saint, the Bucks trying to do that. And I do think the Saints are competent enough to keep it within the number or backdoor it. So there are many paths here with the Saints when you start talking about giving them 11 or more. And, uh, you know, I, I don't have a problem if we're going to end up needing them for a pile on Sunday night, which is possible given all the other results in the afternoon if they go as bad as they did last week. It's for sure going to roll into that, and uh, you know we'll, we'll let the cards fall where they may at that point. Yeah, I hope that uh, I hope the Bucks don't get to bring the same refs that they had at the end of the Buffalo game. <laughs> this game, I, you know, I, I thought I thought Buffalo Buffalo should have had a first and goal there at the end of the fourth quarter instead of kicking that field goal that set the game to overtime. And then I thought there was a really bad call on a I think it was involving Mike Evans in overtime. So that uh, Tampa Bay had some very significant. Like, They've had yeah, the whistle since that guy got there from New England, yeah, and that guy had the whistle in New uh, England too. So for 20 it's years, it's easy to, to <laughs> it's easy to say that there were those were only two calls, but those were really, really significant yeah. plays, mm-hmm. and, and and they got both the calls wrong. I thought Buffalo should have won that game because of that. So uh, Tampa Bay, pay attention at the end of the game. They should have lost last week to Buffalo. We'll see what happens this week. Yeah, the old Brady factor. I got to put that into my into the line sometimes. Well. Yeah, these referees stink, and I'll tell you some referees that probably don't want to go to work, and that's the referees working Monday night. We got to bet it because it's on TV, but this awful Vikings team is 6-44 and 44 against another awful Bears team. Just a, a waste of a Monday night. I wish we could have flexed something in there, but there's not really any games, so I guess we got to talk about this. John, give me something to believe in this game, or what, what, what can I do to this game to make Monday night even half enjoyable. It should be easy for me with that great lead-in you gave me. There. So you really, <laughs> you make. Uh, we we did. A, I can tell you, we did have one sharp player lay four on Minnesota, and we we've moved this one up pretty aggressively. We're all the way up at uh, Minnesota minus six right now, and I, I think part of that is because we know that whoever does bet, bother to bet this game, all the money's going to be on Minnesota. We got to see how the games go on Sunday, and see what's rolling to the Vikings, but. I, I would imagine we'll definitely need the Bears. And another factor there, I think it's like the whole coaching staff besides Matt Nagy has the virus Rex. I mean, it's like it's like all the coordinators. And, and Matt Nagy, uh, he's not exactly Vince Lombardi. So it's going to be tough. Uh, <laughs> tough spot for Chicago there with all their coaches out of this game. So we moved Minnesota pretty aggressively. 
I, yeah. I don't think I really don't think we've moved it hard enough. I think the game's going to close mm-hmm. higher than six, especially depending on what happens Sunday, like you say. And uh, you know, it's kind of it's. I'm not going to say it's a shame that some people got sick and others didn't, but I would have preferred one of the Bear coordinators <laughs> to be healthy and actually in charge on Monday night, not the guy that actually is in charge on Monday night. This is a game we opened for in 42 and a half on Sunday, and the total's gotten bet up uh, a little bit. So I, I'm curious about that. I think it's just maybe the Bear defense is starting to wear down here. They, they spent a lot of time on the field last week. Well, not a lot of time, but a lot of. You know, they have a lot of big plays, and the Vikings' offense is certainly capable of that. And it seems like every game for Minnesota is the same thing. One team sprints out to a lead, and the other team comes back. Sometimes Minnesota is the one that's playing from in front. Sometimes it's not. But trying to need under when they play is a fairly futile uh, task. And and to be honest, this total look, seems like it's awful low for me. If the weather's any even half decent, my recommendation on this game for sure would be over. And I, I reckon that we're probably going to need the under. So I, I'll probably try to talk them into shading this thing up a little bit more and see if we can write some under money to it. Yeah, feels like favorite and over. Rex, real quick, you know, I'm going to touch on something. I thought Nagy would be the first coach fired, and obviously uh, the wonderful Urban Meyer got canned. Uh, did uh, did that affect the line at all, or, or is that – do you think – how do you uh, handicap for that? Do you think the team – I I think the team didn't like him, so maybe they'll play – I don't know if you could yeah. say play harder, but so, any thoughts so, on that? Yeah, sure, and the, the, the move makes sense to me. There was three and mm-hmm. three and a half and three minus money, three and a half dog money, whatever you want to call it. So three and a quarter, let's call it. And now it's up to five, and we have five, and we're pretty comfortable with that price. Um, so, yeah, it's basically you're talking about one and three quarters points and one and a half, two, whatever you want to call it, move to the line towards the Jags. And, you know, it's count. remember week one also when, when even people that really want to get aggressive in survivor pools played Jacksonville week one at Houston because they thought Houston was going to be historically bad, at least I did, and they got spanked down there. And so now you have, you know, a quarterback who's been – lost for a month, month and a half, but is clearly the number one pick type talent. So you think at some point he might get it together. If there's ever a week to do, to get it together, it's against Houston in this spot. So, like, I, I like Jacksonville myself. I would never lay this number now that it's gotten away. But, like, I would, would anybody be surprised if Jacksonville goes out there and beats this team like 31 to 3 or, you know, with Davis Mills, please call it, you know, 38 to 14. And it's in a, the combination of revenge from week one and the relief that they're not playing for a guy who they, tr- I guess, truly despise if the reports are to be believed. So, yeah, I, I think there's something to it. Mm-hmm. I know Rex everybody has a very w- low opinion of Davis Mills, Brant. i got to tell you. I, I'm, surprised that his, I'm surprised that his score projection was 14. Is that like two pick sixes for the defense, Rex? I don't know where you got that number. I think three you know, is the number. Or, like I say, these NFL games, a lot of times one team gets ahead and then the other team just gives them a couple courtesy scores because they know that uh, people need, need to sweat the over. John, I assume you're the interim coach while Jay's out of town. Do, do yes. you feel like the staff works a little harder when when Jay's gone for you to? Or is uh, it... <laughs> yeah, well, I, I might have to. I might have to implement Urban Meyer's uh, system that he used on Josh Lambeau. Don't kid. Uh, to... No, well, no. <laughs> metaphorically speaking, Rex. <laughs> metaphorically speaking. I would never kick the employees. I don't know who listens to this show, so no. I would never physically kick any of the team members. All right. <laughs> They're in good hands with you while, while Jay's out at the garden just living the dream. <laughs> this episode of the Superbook Sports Podcast is sponsored by Manscaped. Manscaped is the global leader in men's below-the-waist grooming, and they're leaving 2021 with a new product. Clean yourself into the new year with their brand-new ultra-clean body wash. Get 20% off your entire order plus free shipping today at manscaped.com with the promo code SUPERBOOK20. Support the Superbook Sports Podcast 
podcast this new year and get 20% off site-wide plus free shipping at manscaped.com with the promo code SUPERBOOK20. Let's get an update on the ultimate football handicapping challenge. Hey guys, what's shaking in your super contest this week? You know, I'm, I'm pr- I was in Vegas last week. I got my picks in and I went four and one. So that uh, moved me into 19, 1,944th place. I'm proud of that. But at the top, we still have somebody at 47 and a half. My, who I'm rooting for, free Tim Tebow is a point and a half behind. I'm looking for a big week from him. So we'll, we'll give you more info on that as we come down the stretch here because I think it's going to get tight and uh, I'm, I'm you know, interested Brent, to see the strategies. One interesting yeah. thing you could do this week in the Super Contest if you are behind is go against some of these line moves. Like most yeah. people are going to use the Raiders. The Raiders are one and a half in the Super Contest. A lot of people are going to use Philadelphia because they're a seven-point favorite in the contest. If you're looking to gain ground and your only hope is to go against the grain of what everyone else is going to pick, so you take Washington plus seven, I think that they're picking a, you know, they're going to have a quarterback they just take out of the stands to play for Washington on Sunday. But it'd be yeah, tough to go win. With, but I'll go with Washington and uh, uh, Davis Cleveland. Mills or who was it? I can't even remember the Texans quarterback, Rex's favorite. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a little too late. I'm just going to wait for next year. But <laughs> anyway, we'll keep you updated on the Super Contest. It's time for the Big Ticket. Hey, John, any tickets make you do a double take this week at the Superbook? Yeah, some interesting bets came in yesterday. We had a guy bet 50000 on Oklahoma State plus 2.5. They play in the Fiesta Bowl on New Year's Day against Notre Dame. And the same guy bet $25,000 parlay of Oklahoma State to Kansas City minus 3. That bet wins in overtime last night, as we discussed earlier. I cried about that earlier in the show, if you you want to remember reference back to that. <laughs> yeah. So now, uh, you know, we got we got some liability on uh, on the pokes in that game. Uh, should be that's a pretty fun game. I don't know why it's at 10 a.m. local time, but that that'll be a cool game on New Year's Day. Also, had a guy bet fifty thousand on Cincinnati plus thirteen, which kind of surprised us because. We've been booking that game low, talking about the Cotton Bowl, Cincinnati, Alabama. We've been booking that game a little on the low side at 13. He kind of rammed it in our face anyway, Rex. He took 50K (laughs) plus 13. I don't know. I mean, we got to figure out what we're going to do there because I think some of our guys like the Bearcats plus the points in in the Cotton Bowl. And I like Cincinnati to win the game outright. So, to me, to see that bet was kind of disheartening given the fact that we're really one of the only 13s in town. It's kind of like, are you kidding me Mm -hmm. with this? You know, we're basically trying to give away an Alabama bet, and the guy's like, "No, we're not. I'm not interested in that. I'm going to go ahead and bet bet your side instead." Rex took it very personally, Brant. He wow. Slumped no. in, he slumped down in his chair, and <laughs> and, uh, and we had to have the guys prop him back up. But the good news is what we've got 14 days until the to college against football it. playoff, yeah. and we got 15 days until the Fiesta Bowl. So it gives our team a, a lot of time to work with these bets. So I'm not I'm not too worried about it. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say, Rex. That I mean. I didn't know. I'm, I, we're going to talk about this Cincinnati money line you said, but uh, I got it. Is this a sharp guy that? I mean, I don't know a lot, but I figure there's no way that the money doesn't come in on Alabama closer to the game. And you got to think. I would think you you would you're going to be able to take a higher number than 13. Or or am I wrong about that? I, I don't is this think Cincinnati so. money going to come? Yeah, I, I don't. I think the line's too high to begin with. And, and to answer your question as best I can, no no one sharp is taking 13. That's all I can mm-hmm. say about that. I mean the. There's 13 and a halfs available literally almost everywhere else in town. So uh, it's, you'd have to go out of your way to take a number as bad as this guy did. And he uh, decided to do it anyway. So it's uh, that was, it's 
That's that was personal. No, it's not personal. I told you he took it hard, man. I, I told you, Brent. Rex is he's really he's really down on this one. I'm so not down. I'm actually very pleased. I hope I hope you're right, and I hope it goes to 14 because I'll bet more. Like I, 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 I don't think it's I don't think it's going to go to 14. I don't think no, it's no chance. No, I, I think it goes no. down. I think it, I think it might close closer to 11, 11 and a half. I really do. I think that they're. You know, if you start the, the public doesn't really want to be. I think John will back me up here. They don't like betting when you start to get the numbers past like seven, eight, nine. The te- the comfortable teaser numbers, then it becomes a little bit more convoluted. Like that, you know, the public loves to back favorites laying five, six, seven, and that's that's like the sweet spot. Yeah. You start getting yeah. like above a touchdown, and go ahead. And they're gonna they're gonna play they're gonna play Cincinnati money line on the straight bets right now. Alabama money line is going to be in every parlay ticket we write, every money line right. parlay ticket we write for the next month, next two weeks, I should say. But the, uh, in terms of straight bets, it'll be all Cincinnati. You know, right now, you can bet Cincinnati at four to one. People are going to do that. They're not going to lay a hundred bucks to win twenty bucks on Alabama, I don't think. So a lot of uh, a lot of straight bet action on the Bearcats money line. Sounds like Rex might have a ticket like that at another operation. We'll see. Yeah. Well, you know what? That's, this leads in. I was we We're going to finish, as we always do, with what else is going on. And, and this is a perfect segue because I was going to ask you guys about the Bulls starting. I mean, there's a game. I guess they started right now as we speak Friday morning. The first game started. Um, John, what? any advice for betting these games? Or Again, is this going to be like different than any other year? But it seems like the COVID's kind of kept its way out of the college game somehow. So. Any, any thoughts? And because I'm going to bet these, of course. So, any any help for a, a idiot better like me? Well, I don't. Th- First of all, I don't think you're an idiot, but I'll answer the question anyway. Uh, <laughs> you you, you got to really be. You got to do your homework. You got to study Twitter. Yes, you're right about COVID, but the thing that is affecting college football bowl games a lot is players not playing because mm-hmm. of, they don't want to get hurt and affect their draft status. I don't understand that, Rex, personally. I don't understand why a player who's like a fourth-round pick wouldn't play in the bowl game. Couldn't he have a great bowl game and up his draft stock? Combine, I don't, that, I don't, com- combine that, that thought process with the players that are entering the transfer portal, which has gotten to be an epidemic over yeah, the last couple of years, and it makes the bowl, bowl – the numbers that you have to power eight these teams all season are almost meaningless. And that's one thing I would encourage. If you haven't been college football all year – don't be scared to start at the Bulls because sometimes I feel like I, my, the work that I've done all season is meaningless at this point. Like I, 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 there's no rational mind that would ever have me on Western Michigan plus five and a half, six, six and a half against Nevada Reno uh, in, a, in a couple. You know, I think it's a couple a week from now or close to it ever because I made the game higher. But guess what? Nevada's starting quarterback Carson Strong is a projected first round draft choice. He's going to play in the Senior Bowl, which I guess he won't get hit there. He's not. He's not prone to get injured or. Whatever, but then the coach leaves for Colorado State, so you you know you're now you're missing your plus the two best receivers are both out. I mean, well the next thing you know, Western Michigan's now laying meaningful points up to you know I think it's past three and whatever. And the whole point is, is like you know you, the teams that you thought you know or you're, you're trying to handicap all season don't exist in the same form anymore. Plus you got to try to handicap motivation. Good luck with that. I mean the, the whole thing's all turned into almost a crapshoot with any of these teams that don't involve the, the very very top bowl games. Mm-hmm. It's all about information. It's all about information. Yeah. And that's why following the accounts, you, you know some of your accounts get good information. And you can use that to your advantage. That's why you give them a, a fair bet so that you can see what they're uh, – maybe they know something that we don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, 
All right, we'll follow him along. It's 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 going to be a, a busy couple weeks till we lead up to this national championship, which hopefully we'll get some good games. But uh, we'll talk about that more as it gets closer. But uh, I know you guys got to get back to work. You got bowl games going, college basketball. Anything else going on we need to hear about before I get out of here, John? Yeah, I think the big news in our world is the Superbook in Arizona going to be live to the public very soon. We'll be taking wagers in Arizona, and we're going to have our marketing team on the ground in Arizona for the Fiesta Bowl that whole week. There's several bowl games in Arizona. The big one, of course, the marquee, the centerpiece, the guaranteed rate bowl. That's Minnesota, West Virginia, December 28th. I, a Mountaineer myself, a 2006 graduate of West Virginia, will be in Phoenix for that game doing some hits out there. So very excited about that. Thrilled to have the Superbook live in Arizona coming very, very soon. I'm, look, I'm really looking forward to that. Oh, that's awesome. I got, that's where my family's at. So I go down there and visit a lot. So now that'll even, that'll give me a reason to finally go see my family. So that's exciting. (laughs) (laughs) Well, all right, that'll do it for this week. John Rex, thank you guys so much. As always, we will talk to you guys next week. Thank you guys. Yep. Sounds good. And as always, I'll remind you, if you're in Vegas, come out to the Superbook. A couple of you guys, a couple of listeners came out and hung out with me last week, which was awesome. Thank you guys so much for listening and coming out. I uh, enjoyed the beers and the talk. Um, I'm actually going to start, I'll probably go to the Lodge Casino this week in Blackhawk to watch the game. So if you're around Colorado, come watch the games with us. We'll always have all the games on all the TVs, all the best lines. So come hang out. And uh, if you're not in Colorado or Vegas, or even if you are, make sure you follow us on all social media at Superbook Sports and Superbook.com. If you're enjoying the show, as I remind you every week, and some of you have done it, some of you haven't, I'm talking to you who's ever listening. Please rate and subscribe and leave a comment. It helps us with all the stupid podcast algorithms uh, so we can keep doing the show. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. We love doing it for you. I hope you guys all win big this week, and we will talk to you next weekend. Bye-bye. You've been locked into the Superbook Sports Podcast. You get a win! You get a win! Featuring Jay Cornegay, John Murray, and Brant Tobler. I need some more of that. Come on. Hit our subscribe button and never miss out on weekly behind-the-counter access to the world of the NFL. Hey, you thought you were going to get me, huh? Hell no. Want the best sports betting podcast on the board? Look no further than GreenRollMedia.com each and every weekend. GreenRoll's covering the NFL, college football, and MMA better than anyone. Bringing you behind the counter of the most well-renowned sports books in Las Vegas. That's GreenRollMedia.com. GreenRollMedia.com, home of the world's premier sports betting podcast network this episode of the superbook sports podcast is sponsored by manscaped manscaped is the global leader in men's below the waist grooming and they're leaving 2021 with a new product clean yourself into the new year with their brand new ultra clean body wash get 20 percent off your entire order plus free shipping today at manscaped.com with the promo code superbook 20 support the superbook sports podcast this new year and get 20 percent off site-wide plus free shipping at manscaped.com with the promo code superbook 20. 20. 20.